why this keeps coming to my heart there. I started not to sing, but I asked everybody else to sing, and then I said, I was getting ready to turn to my scripture, and I saw this, and this is what the Lord had on my heart. You just pray for me. Maybe I'll sing, sing this, and then we'll get into the scripture. <clears throat> it's very familiar. I know you all know this, but... <clears throat> Brethren, we have met to worship and adore the Lord our God. Will you pray with all your power while we try to preach the word? All is vain unless the Spirit of the I don't know why the Lord 
deals with me the way he does, but I'm 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 thankful and I I'll I'll take the way he deals with me and, and better than my way. Uh I just seemed like just seemed like I couldn't get a hold of much this week and it happens to me a whole lot of times that way. But uh, uh studied there yesterday and had a few scriptures, thought maybe and Woke up this morning and just had a, a scripture just to burn heavy on my heart when I woke up and opened my eyes and then I feel like Lord I ain't got time uh, to, to 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 get this uh, for this morning but uh, but I'm thankful that it, that it's not me it's him and uh, Amen. Uh, I want to read over in the book of Exodus uh, uh, in the in the tenth chapter of the book of Exodus. Just maybe just got just a few thoughts on this. I told my wife this morning she had to go back down there on her phone with her and she called me early. She said, I had you heavy this morning on my heart. She says, I've been praying for you. And I said, I appreciate that. I said, because this morning I said, I truly need it. Uh, but, but, but I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that the Lord always delivers. And that's what she said on the phone. She said, then she said, he ain't never forsook you and said he never will. And I said, I'm thankful for that. He's a friend that sticks closer than any brother. Uh, thought on that so much. Seemed like that. that so, uh, thought about that is is just you look at each individual person and you look at at human beings. And and I've had some of the closest people in my life that's that's let me down the most. And I've I've let down probably some of the people that was closest to me more than anybody else has. But you know what? He's never let me down. And he's never come short of any promise he's ever gave me, and and I'm thankful for that. But 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 over here, uh, just want to read this in the tenth chapter in in in, uh, uh, in Exodus, and in, in the we realize years where the, the 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 Lord was bringing plagues upon the Egyptians and upon Pharaoh here, and this this one scripture, and like I say, ends pray because I don't know what 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 the Lord will have us say. I don't know where and all we'll go with it, but. But I'm a trust in him this morning. In the 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 twentieth chapter twentieth verse of the tenth chapter, he says, But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, so that he would not let the children of Israel go. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand toward heaven, and there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. And Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt. Three days they saw no saw, saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. And that's the scripture that is upon our heart this morning. And uh I thought I thought as I got to got to praying about this and thinking on it, I, I thought about several other scriptures that the Lord kept bringing to our, our heart and, and and things in this, and I, I thought about how that uh, this darkness was to come upon them as a plague in that day, and and, and it was to come upon the, the, the people of Egypt and, the, and Pharaoh, and, and and you think about you think about all of this in in. Uh, 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 I, I, my, my heart went back to the scripture over there, Conley, where he said that that if your your eye be single, and Mark uh, actually mentioned this when he preached Sunday night, uh, I believe he may have opened up and said this scripture to start off with. But if your eye be single, then your whole body is full of light. 
And I, I thought about that scripture as I thought about uh, thinking about darkness, which is the absence of light. There's there's no light there in, uh, when you've got darkness present. And I thought about this this darkness that could be felt. And you think about we've all been in the darkness and we've all been in a place of of, uh, of an inability to have any light in where we were at, but there's usually always just a little bit of a glimpse of a light somehow to where you can get a little bit of focus, David, and you can see just a little bit. And, and you think about you think about that. This was a darkness that was so deep. It was a darkness that was so powerful that it could be felt. It wasn't just something that you were seeing with your eyes. It wasn't just a visual thing, but this darkness was so deep that it could be felt is what the Word of God said. And I thought about that. They didn't move for, what, three days there, I believe it was, that I, I read to you there. Uh, they, they, they stayed, and not one man uh, seen another man in all that time. When you think about that, that's just a very limited amount of time to have a darkness in your life for that right there. But it was so miserable under them, they were fleeting uh, that, that Moses would come back and that, that he would uh, call on God to lift that darkness in their life. But yet once the light, once the darkness was lifted, they went right back to disobedience. Let's pray just a little bit. But I thought on that and how that, that, that uh, you know, just bear, I may turn over and read that in Matthew 6 chapter. In the 19th verse, 6th chapter of the book of Matthew, he said, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and f- nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, the whole body is full of, be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. And I thought about that scripture with this, and it's kind of went along with kind of where we were talking this morning here with each other before Sunday school. And you, you think about this, about laying your treasures up and your hopes and all your, your, your aspirations and all, all of everything that you, you base your life on, laying it up in this earth, laying it up in the natural treasures and things that you can lay your eyes on. And, and, but, but, but to a child of God, I'm thankful if we get our eyes single, if we get our eyes off of this world, and we get our eyes focused on the Lord. You see over there when, it, when we was reading that, you, you, you read where the, all them Egyptians lived in that darkness. But he said the, the children of Israel, they was light in their dwellings. I'm going to tell you, we go through a, a life of darkness, Tommy. And, and, and the Bible, uh, he said that in that. He said that great would be that darkness. Let me read that to you again. Or don't quote it wrong. He said, but if thine eye be evil... Thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? And I'll tell you where my heart was in this. I got to thinking about 
about our, our people that's lost. I got to thinking about them that's in this world that's got their hope and their treasures all laid up on this side. And they, they, they've yet to experience what it's like to have true light move into their life. To lift the darkness that's upon them. That old simple. The Bible said men love darkness rather than light because the deeds is evil. I'm telling you today, I'm thankful down in my soul for the light of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that when the world gets dark, amen, I'm thankful that when the, when the darkness gets so great in this life that it can be felt. Hey, I'm going to tell you what, a child of God, hey, I'm not feeling that darkness as heavy as the lost man is. Oh, it might get a little dim sometimes, David. It might get a little bit uh, uh, where we, we, we see just a little bit of shade, a little bit of darkness coming in our life. But I'm going to tell you there's something well down on the inside of me that I can't live in darkness. I can't get down to that deepest, darkest place that they is that I once lived in. There's a light guiding me. There's a spirit down on the inside of this old boy that brings light in the darkest hour of my life. But our lost people are walking in a darkness that can be felt. And they're sitting in a place to where they don't see nobody else. They've leaned under the world's riches and under the world's wealth. Moth and rust has come through and corrupted it, Michelle. Thieves has broke through and stole it. And you know where they're sitting at now? In the deepest, darkest place of their life. But you want to know what they need to see? Hey, he said, ye are the light of the world. A city set upon a hill cannot be hid. You know what they need to see? Come and bring it. They need to see the church of Jesus Christ. High lifted up. Glorified. The God of heaven. The light of this world. read on over. And Exodus over there, you can read on over there just a little bit. After the other plagues had fell, after it was required for the blood to be upon the doorposts and the lintels, and you can read where Pharaoh said, I'm going to let you go. And I know, I know, I bet you every one of you has probably wondered. The Bible says a lot of times there, it says several times in there that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. I'm going to tell you, we got a lot of people in this life that's got hardened hearts. And they live in darkness. Pharaoh was living in more of a darkness than he realized. Say, well, preacher, the Lord done it to him. God hardened his heart. You know what God did? Yes, he did. You want to know why he did it? Because Pharaoh had already given himself over to the mind that he was the ruler, he was the greatest, and he was going to run the show. And the Lord just turned him over to his own mind. He let his heart be hardened. We read about them reprobates. We read about reprobate minds being turned over to believe a lie and being damned in it. And I'm going to tell you, that's where Pharaoh was in his life. And he went to pursuing, even after he said Jews can go, you head on out and the children of Israel headed down and they headed down toward the Red Sea and they had that sea on one side of them and Pharaoh sent his armies out to go after them and the Bible said that there's a pillar of a cloud by day 
to give them shade, to keep them cool. And there's a pillar by night to give them light. I'm thankful today that in the darkest hour, you can read over there and if y'all tell me shit about the 14th chapter of the book of Exodus. Hey, that, that pillar came down, that cloud came down, and it brought a darkness. Hey, on the on the, 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 the armies of Pharaoh, it brought a darkness on them to where they couldn't get to the children of Israel. They couldn't see them because God brought a darkness down in between them. I'm going to tell you this old world, the things of this world tries to pursue the church, but I'm going to tell you what, it can't get a hold of you if you'll keep your eyes on the Lord. We're on the light side of this thing. They was on the dark side of it. We're on the light side of this. They got right up upon the hills of them. And the Lord brought a darkness upon them, brother. They couldn't get a hold of them. Yeah, the children of Israel got discouraged. Yeah, you know what? You know when they got their most discouraged? When they got to looking back at the enemy. When they got to looking back at what was pursuing them and what was trying to get a hold of them. Michelle, that's when they got the, the most discouraged in their life, George. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. If their eye was single, their whole body would be full of light. Hey, hey where was Moses at? He was over there looking to the Lord. Hey, and what was Moses doing? He was leading the children of Israel in the place they were to go. They were to be a few more of us down in the house of God that's being leaders in this way. We ought to have our eyes on God. We ought to have our ears open and attentive unto what God's telling us to do. God, if our eyes single, our whole bodies are full of light. The day and hour we live in, what's the most needful thing? Light. We need light in this world. Because we live in a dark time. I thought of this scripture too. I want you to listen real careful to this. I was thinking about this morning as I was sitting down and just started reading some scriptures as I thought about that darkness that could be felt. That darkness that could penetrate deeper than anything else. I thought about this right here. Because see, this, this world was full of darkness. There's no hope, David, for man. Through every sacrifice that could be made, he was always going to have to go back As Moses and as Moses lifted up, this is over in John three, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn Condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, 
But he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of, of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. That light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be manifest and that, he, that, are, that they are wrought in God. This whole world was full of darkness. And one day the Lord said, let there be light. In the very beginning of the world, that's the way it was. This whole world was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And what did God say? Let there be light. After the sin of man had overtook man and we all we can find is death. And that's all we can see from here on out. Is we've got a condemnation of sin on our life. And as we said before uh, the other night there, that's one thing that don't get, get preached very much is consequence for sin. Condemnation for sin. Hey, because man sinned in the garden, that was a condemnation placed upon our life. Hey, because we was going to have to face death from that moment on. Hey, but what did Christ say? He said He came not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. I'm thankful today that there was some light sitting there. I'm thankful there was some light sitting there. When God saw the darkness of man's heart, He said, let there be light. And there was light. There was a Son of God willing to come. said light and have it more abundantly. It says life. I'll fix that for you here in just a minute. I didn't say nothing wrong. I'm thankful for light. And I've got it more abundantly in my life. And my light and life come into me. He just hang with me. I told you I didn't know which way this would go this morning. Over in John, the eighth chapter. He just spoke to a woman over at the well. And he, he said, she said, no man, or said, let me just back up. Says when Jesus had lifted up himself after they come wanting to stone this woman over there. He said, When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Now listen. Then spake Jesus unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall live in the light of life. There's <laughs> a day in my life when I walk through darkness that I can feel. Every time I lay down at night, Jay, every time I lifted my eyes in the darkness of night, when this little boy was going to sleep, there's a fear on me, there's a darkness that I can feel. And I realized hell had a hold of me. And I was heading there one day, Julian. I realized that my destiny was eternal, everlasting, dark 
darkness in this life. There's a darkness of hell. Hey, that'll grip a hold of the man and it'll come and terrorizing you at an age in your life when you realize right from wrong, when you see sin for what it is, there's a darkness gets a hold of you and it starts shaking you and you can feel that darkness. Then we'll set brother under the priest word of God. And you can hear God Almighty say to Himself, let there be light. That darkness that you can feel, that darkness that's brought a separation between you and the church, hey, I'm telling you what, that that brought death on you through sin, Jesus Christ said, I come not to condemn you, but that through me you might be saved. This is the condemnation. The light came into the world, and he had loved darkness rather than light. He that believed had believed not on the Lord has condemned himself already. What condemns you to hell? Not believing in the only begotten Son of God. What brings you up out of hell? Believing in him. Whosoever believes on him can have everlasting life. Can have eternal life. If we keep our eyes single, if we keep our eyes focused on the promise of God, then children of Israel had their back against the water, and the enemy are coming on them, and the Lord brought down a cloud to separate them from what was coming after them. You know where their eyes should have been? Looking to the other side of the Red Sea. Not looking at the waters. Not looking at the enemy behind them. We can get discouraged by looking behind us and what's coming after us. There's a lot of us got regrets of what we used to be in bondage to. And it's chasing us and it's right on our heels. And it seems like it's going to overtake us again. And we're going to be right back down into bondage again. And we get so fearful about that coming after us sometimes. But I'm going to tell you something. Get your eyes off of what's behind you. Hey, and if you look forward, I promise you, George, you're going to see sometimes there's going to be some red seas you're going to have to cross. It's going to look impossible. It's going to look impossible. But keep your eyes on the light that's on the other side. Keep your eyes focused on Christ Jesus. The light of life. They needed to quit looking at the Red Sea and start looking at Canaan on the other side. Start looking at the promise of God where He said He was going to lead them to. Because the Lord had Moses stretch forth that rod over through there. And them waters made a wall on each side of them. And they walked across it. They walked across in mud. Did they walk across in muck? Did they get tangled up in seaweed? Hey! Did some of them get stuck out in the middle of it? Hey, my Bible said they walked across on dry ground. They wanted no trouble getting to the other side when they got their eyes focused where it should be. The darkness has to flee when the light comes by.
But our lost people to walk into the darkness is until you feel. Change But the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. You want to do something? The church has still got light down here. Who's the lamp lit? Who's the light shining? An everlasting hope of Jesus Christ. The light of the light. The bridge we're all going to die one day. It's so flesh is. And our lost people are going, going to serve an eternity of death in a dark place that's darker than anything that they'll ever face here in this life. The Bible called it outer darkness. It's beyond dark. That's a darkness that, that, that's even beyond what any, any one of us can ever comprehend. That's when a flame will ever be quenched there. And the worm dies not, the Bible says. So reach off that plenty of company down there, you'll be all alone. These people were in darkness over there. Do you hear how I read that? They were in darkness for three days, and they never saw anybody. That means as close as you'd call them sitting out there. It was so dark that they couldn't even see that close to them. You ever heard of not being able to see your hand in front of your face? It's so dark. I'm going to tell you what, you'll be in hell, and you won't even know there's nobody else in there with you. It's going to be your own torment. It's going to be your own place of torment. Your own punishment. And you'll not be able to draw any satisfaction of knowing that there's somebody over beside you or somebody behind you or somebody in front of you. It's a place of outer darkness. It's a place where the darkness can truly be felt. That's why I hope I give everybody I can, baby. Come to the light of life. This light right here will bring life and it'll bring it everlasting. It'll bring it more abundant than anything you can ever imagine. I've not walked in darkness since the day I got saved. I've not feared death ever since the day I got saved. I'm walking in the light of life. I got pulled up out of the darkness. I got pulled up out of that horrible pit in the miry clay. I got my feet set on solid rock, and I got my going established. I come up out of the darkness and the mire, and I got the light turned on, and my feet set on something solid. <laughs> Don't you long for everybody to have that? I do. I long for that in my life. I see it too much. I see the misery. It's, it's like I told you, I've been trying to teach in our teenage class. I told them I've seen people that's my age that used to mock and make fun when I was younger about reading, praying, and going to church and trying not to do this. And I've not been perfect. I told them I wasn't trying to sound like I was perfect at all. But buddy, I sure had some people through school that used to make some fun and used to mock. And used to, and I see now, and I'm not, I'm not reveling in this, and I'm not uh, thankful that, but I see their lives destroyed. I see them wasted away. I see that Satan has robbed them of every bit of happiness they could have ever had, and they're still walking in some of the darkest, lowest places that they could ever be. Hey, I'm gonna tell you, sir, we all get down to some low places sometimes. But boy, if we didn't have that light, if we couldn't look up and 
and see the light of Jesus Christ. We die right in the spots. But I'm thankful when we get down. I'm thankful when we get low. I'm thankful for the light of life. There's a light guiding me. Hey, the one that walked before me that showed me this path. I couldn't walk it. But I can walk right in his steps where he's already been through it. He's already overcome it. He's already conquered it. He walked along with them boys, Mark, and get to the bad place when they was real little. He'd pick them up, wouldn't he? And carry them over them obstacles. Carry them through them hard places where they didn't get stuck and where they didn't get hung up. Money away for them. He carries me through a lot of hardships in this life that he's already walked through. I don't know people's hearts. I really don't. Thankfully, I don't. In a lot of cases. You know what it's like to be in darkness? Have you walked in there now? Feel that darkness, and suddenly you you can't even see nobody else around you. The light that the Lord's turning on in your life right here in this church. Through the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is shining through. This is not light, sis. Uh, this, this is not. He said, "If if 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 the eye be dark, then then then, then, then that darkness is very great." I didn't quote exactly right. But I just read it to you. That's how good I am quoting. I can't remember five minutes later. But that can be a very great darkness in your life. And the light of life that God's trying to shine down into your hearts. And you know what He'll do? He'll pick you up. He'll carry you. I remember that night, sis. I remember that night when I went through all them darkest points in my life at 12 years old, worrying about dying, scared to close my eyes. Why was I like that? Because I just won't hang on to every little light I could get hold of. Come on, can you leave a bathroom light on? And I'd still get scared. I'd still get up in the middle of the night and I'd go sit at the foot of their bed. I wanted just a little bit of comfort, a little bit of peace. You know what? I said at the foot of their bed, just as scared as I was in their mind. It's like they wasn't in my to be honest with you. I was in a darkness that couldn't that could be felt. I was in a darkness to where I couldn't see what was right beside me. Maybe the gospel got to penetrate my life. Maybe the light got to shine in. And one night laying there in my bed, He'll be right, right beside me on his knees and praying for me. I see the light. I looked into his blue eyes. Do you know what I saw? I saw a man that had his eyes single on Jesus Christ. Do you know what I saw in him? I didn't see how good Henry was, but I saw how good his God was. That light got to shine down into my life, and that night laying there in my bed, I realized for God so loved me right. I realized that night. For God so loved the rice. 
that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever that meant Dean Rice would call on that name to be saved. And that night, the light of life shined down into my heart. That night, okay, I laid my head over and I wasn't condemned no more because I believed. I believed. And I called on the name of Jesus. I've told you and you've heard my testimony and you'll probably hear it a hundred and ten times more before I get done here. If you want to know something, I didn't know what to pray. I didn't know what to pray. But you know all I needed to know what to do? Believe. When I believe, you know what that may be? When I get, I got the light of life that entered down into my heart. And when that light moved in, you know what my mouth started doing? He said, with the heart may believe with unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Hey, when I believed it in my heart, it came out of my mouth. My God didn't have to say, quote after me. He didn't have to say, repeat and recite. Hey, he just said, what did the Lord do for you, son? I said, he saved my soul. I know that without any instruction because the light of life moved into my soul. And you know what the darkness had to do? It had to flee. It can't stay in the presence of the light. And that darkness at one time seemed like it was so thick that I was feeling it so heavy. It got washed out of my life. And that heaviness, I've told people, I come up out of that bed, a little skinny, naked, 12-year-old boy. I come up from there, not eating over whatever, two weeks, and kept anything on my stomach. I come up from that bed right there, and I felt like I could have picked that little old single-wide trailer up on my head. I had the strength of Samson on my body. I had the light of life down on the inside. That heaviness of that darkness that had me held down, that had me bound, it was lifted off me, and I had the light in my life. <sighs> And I could see clearly from that moment on that I wasn't going to hell because of the blood that was shed for me. The blood of Jesus Christ. That because God so loved me nice. Because God so loved Colin Freeman. That I could go free because of what he done. You ain't never had the darkness lifted off of your life. You ain't lived yet. <laughs> Up to that point, a lot of little old meanness and me trying to be some tough little old boy. All the different stuff I had done, I thought that was fulfilling what I needed to be. Up to that moment, I've never lived. But from that moment on, as the Bible said, I got life and life more abundantly than I ever could have known. You threatened me with taking my head off. I'm still going to live. <laughs> Preach, you think you're invincible? No, this old body will fall dead right in front of you. Could you do it? But I'm going to tell you what that has done on the inside. It's going on home to live forevermore. <laughs> hey, you're afraid of man? I'm not. Well, you're trying to brag, but no, no, no. I don't want to get whooped, I don't want to get beat, and I don't want my head cut off. Bad phrase, it happens. He said, if you're not man, who can destroy your body. He said, if you're God, who can destroy your body and soul in hell. Yeah. 
We fear man more than God. You fear God. God wouldn't send me to handle preacher. I'm a good person. God ain't the one sending you. He created a way. He turned on the light. And he made a way that we could get out of the darkness that we live in. And if we don't believe, then we chose hell. And we denied Christ. I read it to you. What do you say condemned the man? He said, that this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in God. So what condemns a man? That he loves darkness rather than light. That he don't believe in Jesus Christ. That when that light gets turned on and it shines into his sinful life and shows him where he's at, that he won't step out. That he won't come to an altar. And that he won't confess Jesus Christ as his Savior. That's what condemns man. He sent that little old woman away over there. He said, where's thine accusers? They'd all gone. He said, they don't condemn me, neither do I condemn me. Go and say no more. You know what he'll do in an hour? If we confess him and we'll call on him, he'll say, I don't condemn you. Go and say no more. He'll save you. He'll redeem you. He'll bring you up from the darkness that you're living in. That darkness that can be felt. That's a deep darkness. But it ain't near as dark as what you'll face in hell. It can get darker. It can get more tormenting. Or it can get better. And it can get brighter. It's up to you. Amen. That's what the Lord gave us this morning. I told you I didn't know what the Lord would have us to say. But that's all He's given us. I don't know nobody's heart.